Welcome back to season two. We are so grateful for your continued support and for those new to the podcast. We look forward to sharing our getting dirty and growing strong stories with you. Where the Lotus Grows is an entirely listener-supported show. Supporting us is also designed to support you through keeping the growth flowing and also through rewards like guided meditations, personal affirmations, and extended behind-the-scenes content of our adventures in podcasting. Hop over and visit patreon.com backslash where the lotus grows and become a supporting member of the Creatitarian community. Creatitarians, getting dirty and growing strong. Hi, Creatitarians. Welcome back. So, Tanya, what are we talking about today? Well, Kim, continuing on our series of exploring the yamas and niyamas, today we'll be discussing santosha, or contentment, um, the active practice of accepting things as they are. Um, that definition is not always how I saw the word contentment. So I've done a little bit of contemplating on this, um, this particular topic a little bit more extensively than some of our others. Um, I kind of, as a younger person, mistakenly associated contentment with apathy and really believed that for some reason that if I was content, then I was settling. Um, not doing enough, not working hard enough. So in other words, if I was content with my situation, whatever it is, then I wasn't striving for a situation that was better, right? So um, I was slacking, for lack of a better, um, better word, when I thought of what contentment meant. Even though I now have a much greater knowledge and appreciation for the true meaning of contentment, there's still a tiny overachiever kind of whispering in my head to do more and to be more. And this is certainly just, you know, I've come to discover part of my personality and ego that I struggle with, even though I have a pretty firm graph, uh, grasp um, cognizing what it is and where it comes from. I still kind of have to shut off that voice sometimes. Um, and additionally, as I brainstormed on this Nayama in particular, I can see where it's really helped me to gain a deeper understanding and personal practice of the principle myself that it's helped with my clients and cultivating their sense of contentment as well. And it not being apathy. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. What about you, Kim? What does Santosha mean to you? Um, Santosha to me invites us to be content. So uh, taking refuge in a calm center and opening my heart for gratitude for what we do have um, and to practice, you know, not seeking, always, you know, wanting, the, only finding contentment if I reach X. Um, but when we practice gratitude, it protects us from pettiness and smallness and keeps us centered in joy and abundance of our own life. So when I'm doing my gratitude journal, which you so graciously gifted me. Um, I'm not, um, 
I'm not in competition. I'm not judging. I'm not expecting. And my energy tends to be more in balance when I'm doing that, which to me allows for more contentment because I'm kind of in that middle ground. Um, looking outward for, for, for fulfillment uh, always keeps me disappointed and it keeps contentment one step out of reach. Um, so it's a way of self-sabotaging. Um, avoiding something that, um, that avoidance, right, it is an expensive use of energy. So my brother and I over the holiday even had this conversation where um, I had said, hey, remind me to send out this email on Sunday. And he was a great brother, right? Comes around Sunday morning, he goes, don't forget to send that email. And sure enough, I procrastinate and procrastinate. We're at seven o'clock at night, I decide maybe I should upload the computer. And you know, I did it, and I was pleasantly surprised that I had done more work than I thought on the email. And so I only needed to add like a sentence or two and reread it and hit send. And when I was, you know, at 7.15, I was like, oh, I'm done. My email sent. He goes, I was really starting to wonder whether you were just going to procrastinate that away. And I said, yeah, I noticed all the suffering I created all day. And then it was just a 15-minute project. And so we were laughing on how we both kind of do that. Um, and so that discontentment brings us out of the present moment because it's an illusion that there can be something else in the moment. And there isn't, right? There doesn't have to be. The moment is complete as it is, and the joy of being in the action of the moment, that's really where the sweetness is. Right. Well, and that's where, you know, you said the key word there, which is discontentment. So for me, when I think about my younger self and thinking contentment meant apathy and to settle and just like, I'm content. So there is no more. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Right, right. But when you think about it, when you flip it and you say discontent, then you're like, oh, that just means not happy in the moment. And so then if you flip it back, well, contentment is just, you know, being happy in the moment. That's very different. And so for myself as well, with my journaling and my gratitude practice, um, one of the things in my future self journal that I started writing as one of the traits that I wanted for myself um, I started with like the word peace and then I was like, well, is it peace? No, I started with the word calm, that I want to cultivate more calm. And I'm like, well, is it calm? Is it peace? And then I realized, like I came to the conclusion that no, it's just contentment. I just want to cultivate being okay in the moment, regardless of what that moment is. So it doesn't necessarily mean that I can't be in the middle of a shit show because let's face it, that's, <laughs> that's life. But the idea of the practice helping me to be in that moment and gratitude is a big part of that. Um, the practice and the application of Santosha for me resulted in a greater awareness and um, in the ways that it can be applied in almost every circumstance in daily life. Um, and of course... This began by recognizing whether or not I was in a state of contentment, which is not fun to like think about. Am I content right now? No, I'm not content. Why am I not content right now? And then that leads you down a whole um, painful trip of being on to think about, oh, I'm feeling restless. I'm feeling uneasy. I'm 
in opposition to letting this be what it is, or I really feel the need to fix it, particularly with other people, like the need to fix something, the codependency kind of popping up. So as I began this perfectionist in me, um, I didn't want to, I wanted to banish the sense that I needed to do or change anything because my goal was now perfect, like to accept something as it is. Um, and I felt twinges of frustration for even allowing that feeling to be there because I'm a yogi. And so I should already know this stuff, right? I should already have it all together. Um, and then of course that makes you laugh and you realize how ridiculous it is. So after honest reflection on this, I was able to just be more kind to myself and practice Santosha in a way that just helps me to appreciate that nothing is black or white and everything is those shades of gray. And so to find contentment doesn't mean that there is no action to be taken. It's just being okay while I make that discernment and kind of being okay in that moment, I guess, if that makes sense. It does. I really want to do. It means a lot to me. I will be content. It'll bring me joy um, as I'm working on that project. But then to start down that path and realize that you're frustrated, it's not bringing you joy, you're actually in discontentment and deciding to sit with those feelings and the decisions that were made leading up to it, I think takes a lot of courage to explore that rather than just saying, I'm just going to put my nose down and do it because I've spent money and time and everything else on this. Uneasy can be can be difficult. I don't. And it, you struggle with the idea of wanting to just give up and be like, this is too hard, I'm not doing it, um, or to see something through. Like you applied it to a project, I would I would think about like a skill. You know, let's say you wanted to learn how to play guitar. Well, learning how to play guitar sucks. And I take this, I say that as someone who does not know how to play guitar, but tried to learn to play <laughs> guitar and had calluses and blisters on my fingers. And, um, you know, now I can remember three chords. But, but just the fact that like the determination and then when to the discernment to, okay, perhaps this isn't serving me right now and I do need to end this. Yeah. Um, and knowing the why and the hows from that, because then there's plenty of other things that I have followed through and accomplished that I feel like is, you know, that I can be proud of and great things that I've done and, and be happy with, but kind of knowing when to, cut loose and when to stick with it. So that's, that's part of contentment and discontentment as well. Yeah. Well, another thing that I struggle with is giving my emotional state over to someone else or something outside of myself. And when I do that, it gives away my personal power and renders me helpless. So um, family emotional disturbances take a big toll on me. And that's kind of raw for me right now since I just spent two weeks at home. Um, 
I have found that as I settle into the noise and find peace there, that I find more harmony in my life. And I can now clearly see when someone else wants quiet or gets upset with outside noise, I can see that it's really about them. It's not about me um, because they're the one who is kind of disrupting the flow of life. And there's no escape, right? When we can trace all of our emotional disturbances back to ourselves. And I'm getting okay with, um, you know, just saying, hey, things have been going great, but I'm starting to notice um, some uneasiness. And then, you know, taking myself to the coffee shop and having some downtime, you know, just with me and Big T for a while. I, I, one of the things that you said there, when you're talking about courage and being courageous, um, being able to look at someone while they're experiencing something and say, oh, that's you <laughs> and that's not me, is a, is a huge um, courageous leap, I think, to, to be able to not take that in and to, to be able to, that takes that contentment, it takes that peace, to know that. And to be able to sit with that in the moment and say, this is you maybe projecting right now. And I am going to just breathe through that because that's, that's your problem. It's not my problem. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, we both talked about. stay grounded. And so when you check in and you can still feel your, your socks, your shoes touching the ground, you know, your breath is still full. And um, that's when you can really see even checking with your heart rate, you know, is my heart rate spiked? Or is it still kind of natural? Uh, your, your neutral state, um, to me, those are times when I can check in and, and notice all those things and still be hearing the other person that's a moment that I'm like, okay, I'm observing the other person is triggered. I'm okay. Um, how do I now want to respond to what's happening in front of me? Uh, it can only come through practice. Um, so I mentioned that um, I've spent a little bit more time with this peace with Santosha in general. Part of that is because in grad school we had an assignment. We had to pick a yama and yama um, that we really wanted to work on. So I spent, you know, two weeks really practicing this much more than the others. Not that I haven't practiced the others, but just singled this out as one to practice for two weeks for that assignment. So it's gotten two weeks extra attention in my book than, <laughs> than others. Um, and I wanted to read I laughed at myself as I read it because I'm like, oh, I, I kind of like suck up in the paper. So we were allowed to write first person perspective um, directly to the reader, which was our instructor, on what we discovered in this practice. And so in this, then I completed my paper with, in retrospect, I really appreciated how much more aware actively practicing Santosha has made me in general, viewing my own everyday life not only through a contemplative practice of focusing on a single principle, but unconsciously thinking about it specifically from the perspective of the koshas. It has definitely impacted my thoughts and behaviors, and more importantly, it will positively impact how I practice the rest of my yamas and yamas as well. 
I'm truly grateful for the opportunity to participate in assignment. This is the suck up part. Um, that so simply and succinctly provided me with an increased self-awareness and to have the personal experience and understanding in order to help clients access the same. For me, the practice of Santosha or contentment means accepting circumstance, letting go of whatever expectations surround it, and then discerning whether or not to take action based on the change in perception. And so that that kind of like was the conclusion that I came to after two weeks of really reflecting and practicing this. Take home opinion, what I hope our courageitarians get from this is just practicing contentment and consciously choosing to stay in the moment and let things be exactly as they are is a really surprisingly difficult practice. Um, and yet it's been one of my favorites, perhaps because it was the one that I chose to do. I chose to do it though, because it was the one that I initially, when I was younger, was so resistant to. I remember when I started studying the yamas and yamas, like again, like losing contentment, settling and just being like, I'm content, so I'm fine, just like this. And that's not what it is at all. <laughs> I feel like that when you're first starting off the yoga journey, like, you know, these are just natural things that we all feel at first. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I feel like um, this Santosha has been the most valuable to me, um, and I'm going to use it because it helped me to see the other aspects, the other yamas and yamas and many of the other just yogic philosophies to do them better. <laughs> I'm using air quotes because you can't do them better. Um, but just being more deliberate about the practices. And I think that that's what it comes down to as we take this deeper look into the yamas and yamas. So for this week's episode the affirmation is I am present and actively experiencing the moment. And our Patreon gift will be a journal prompt. And just to give a little nugget, if you're interested, you want to go to Patreon and sign up for this. But it's going to take you through this particular um, practice of Santosha through the five koshas. So we hope that you will come and check that out. Thank you for being part of the Courageitarian community. We're so grateful for the reviews you've written, the member support, and all of the notes that you send us through social media. You can find the show notes at wherethelotusgrows.com. Our member platform is patreon.com wherethelotusgrows. You can donate to the show and get rewards for your support. This is really the best way to keep the episodes rolling. Also, come hang out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or subscribe to our mailing list. Thank you, and we'll see you back here next week. Remember, though we are professionals in our field, the topics discussed and or advice given is general information and not intended as a treatment or diagnosis. Please seek the guidance of a medical, integrative health, bodywork, or yoga therapy professional for a full evaluation.